0: from years of anxiety to warrior and mentor bradley robinson created the anxiety project to help you end your anxiety naturally let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together hello everyone welcome back to the anxiety project podcast this one is episode 196 today i'm talking about the set mindset the stuck mindset I am sure that you know someone in your life who has this mindset. Could be a friend, family member, coworker, doesn't matter. There is that someone around that is stuck in their ego, in their unconscious state of repetition, and they just don't seem to break out of the suffering. They don't seem to break out of just their victim mentality. This could even be yourself. This is going to be a really powerful episode. I highly recommend you share this with someone you know because you just might change their life. Now, I'm talking about the qualities of someone with a set mindset and how you can break out of this stuck mentality because it all comes down to this. Someone with a set mindset are so comfortable even if it is suffering they are comfortable where they are because it's of what's most familiar to them you know their reassurance strategies and coping strategies it's been practiced for a long time so it's become a habit and now that's become a habit it's so hard to break it's part of their identity it's part of their image their ego And as soon as they start to acknowledge this isn't working, immediate resistance shows up because the ego doesn't like when it is challenged. It has an already constructed image of itself through the behaviors, through the thoughts that you're constantly bombarding your mind, that are constantly flooding into your consciousness and this has been consistent over such a long time for me suffering from anxiety i was in this loop for a decade and i started to fall into my own story you know the saying uh, uh self-fulfilling prophecy uh, yeah i was telling myself the same limiting thoughts for a long time Oh, yeah, I quit these things. How could I ever change? How could I ever get there? And it's interesting that whenever I came into contact with somebody who was disciplined, who was self motivated, responsible, who was succeeding, you know, getting the body that I always wanted, or speaking confidently and looking confidently, whenever I came across that person, I would get immediate resistance because my ego it's like they were the ultimate judge and they were blinding me and bring because they were bringing up my own insecurities within me that's so interesting so if the ego is challenged you know someone tells you that you should change because of these reasons usually there is this immediate negative emotion. The map you thought you knew requires a redrawing. And that takes such cognitive effort. Because remember, the unconscious mind wants to automate your habits because it wants to do it without any cognitive effort. Because too much cognitive effort, it's just going to wear you down. It's going to deplete you. And so if the person is battling countless amounts of problems in their life, then any new problem that shows up, it will send them over the edge. So if you tell someone, hey, man, you should probably stop doing that because it's hurting your health. And then the person immediately gets a negative reaction towards it because it's going against their perception of who they are. But also, they don't want to go down that path because it sounds difficult. A lot of mental exhaustion awaits them down that path. So, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. And so there's that defensiveness. You have to genuinely... Want to get help before any real change can take place. This happens in psychotherapy. You can't be forced into help. The person has to admit to themselves that they need help. And then genuine help can occur. Because how can someone get help if there's a giant force field between them and the person they're talking to? No help can come. It just bounces off the force field. They have to let in some of the truths and they also have to bring up some of the truths within them. Wanting the help means you're willing to let your inadequacies come up and you're willing to confront them. This is the beginning step in the 12 step program when there are people battling alcohol problems or any other addiction. You have to admit to yourself that there is a problem. You, can't, you don't have the resources and the knowledge to solve the problem, and so you need some sort of help to guide you out of this problem. So becoming the student is important. Because you admit to yourself that you don't have the resources and the tools and the strategies to overcome the suffering. Now, the victim mentality is someone who has this set mindset, this stuck mindset. And they tend to push others who are succeeding out of their lives, and they can do this unconsciously. It's like the discipline and the hard work of these people, it's blinding to them. Because you can't help but bring up your own inadequacies when you confront someone who's successful, who's well-disciplined, who's making the right sacrifices in their life. And like minds attract each other. So if you come into contact with a different type of mind, a set mindset meeting a developing mindset, sure, the set mindset could change if they want to. And a lot of the time, the set mindset goes, whoa, 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 I I don't want to just be around this person. And they start to laugh at these types of people. And they say, no, that's just too silly. I'm going to go back to, To whatever I'm doing in my life. So the set mindset gravitates towards others who are similar to them. And then these people reinforce your current identity, making you feel accepted. But the suffering is still there. The same beliefs and the same values are still there. And no real growth. Is implemented and then when someone comes up to you and says hey man you should probably change because you're causing your own suffering and things aren't working out for you you go no no I'm not doing that they're not they're unwilling to accept the feedback their ego takes control they immediately get defensive The stuck mindset tends to blame external circumstances rather than look inward. They say, oh, it's luck. It's luck that all these bad things happen to me. I've always been dealt a bad hand. And you'll tend to notice that the set mindset uses generalizations, always, never. They say, I've always been dealt a bad hand. Essentially, how am I going to change? You know, how is that even possible? And then they also compare. They'll say, look how you grew up. Look how I grew up. Look what happened to me. You had it easy. And that's one good way to draw people away from you. Because everybody in this world has a tragedy right under the surface of their life. They're having their own struggles. Life is unbelievably Complicated. The people who navigate life with such grace and strength and ease, they're the most disciplined in their life. They're making the big sacrifices and thus they can handle and navigate problems more effectively because of their disciplines, because of their outlook, because of their self-talk, they've developed that. All successful people, they understand that it's constant, never-ending improvement that'll get you to the bigger goal. It's constant, never-ending improvement that'll make things more smoothly and the problems will seem like small specks compared to the same problem to someone in a set mindset tends to look bigger because they don't have the confidence that they can handle it. The stuck mindset thinks that things just happen to people without any real effort or work. We see in the Cain and Abel story, which I love, by the way, and you know that if you've been listening to this podcast. I love that story because Cain is a tiller of the earth, and Abel is a shepherd, and they're hostile brothers. Abel, it seems like everything is coming to him. God favors him the most because he's making the right sacrifices. He's sacrificing his most prized sheep meat the highest nutritional content of all time in in what's important for overall health and Cain is offering up his sacrifice of just mediocre things corn grains just some vegetables and God favors abel's sacrifices and so what this story represents are the outcomes of one who makes the right sacrifices and the one who makes mediocre sacrifices but doesn't choose to learn from abel hey what is abel doing that is working out so well for him Abel is like that Harvard student who is great at everything. He's great at basketball. He's great at swimming. He's great at math. He's great at lecturing. He's great at so many things. And you're in the corner saying to yourself, man, I wish I was like that guy. I hate him. I hate him for being so, so perfect. Perfect. So good at everything, handsome and everything. And so Cain goes and broods on these thoughts. Rather than learning from Abel, using Abel as a mentor, an idol, something to strive to, he broods for such a long time that he goes and kills his ideal. Now, what happens if you go and you kill, metaphorically speaking, you cut off your relationship with those successful people around you, you'll start to mimic and continue on down the path of the unsuccessful. Yes, you severed your ties with these people who are well-disciplined and are striving for a higher self, and now, where are you striving to be? You have no goal. There's no aim anymore. You're just hanging around the mis- the misfits of Pleasure Island. Now there's no aim. Now what? And this is the beautiful outcome, I guess you can say, or the beautiful. Summary of the story of Cain and Abel, the meaning behind it is that you sacrifice the right things, you can become someone greater than yourself, someone God favors. You make the wrong sacrifices, well, you should probably readjust, or if you don't, you're going to end up brooding over it and then separating yourself from successful people, and then you'll be in a real pickle because now you have no ideal to strive towards. You have more control over your outcomes than you think you do. How much responsibility are you willing to take on? It makes sense a stuck mindset thinks that it cannot change because this mind has been conditioned this way the same behaviors the same thoughts over a long period of time makes the mind only familiar with the repetition for me the shift in this mindset began when the suffering in my life was so great that I couldn't bear it anymore. So out of desperation, I found a coach on YouTube who overcame the same anxiety problems I had. He overcame them. And so I started to learn and thus I became the student. They spoke my language. So I related to their story. And then I started to look inward and perceive my thinking and behaviors in a different way because I related to this person. Oh, they were like me. Huh, maybe I need to do what they're doing. Great question. The stuck mindset will blame genetics as well. That it's passed down within my family And I have nothing to do with it. This is just who I am. It's out of my control. And this is completely false. Deepak Chopra says on a podcast that genes only play a 5% role in determining the outcome of your overall health. The 95% is your lifestyle choices. What you eat, what you drink, your sleep patterns, your exercise, your relationships, your work, it's all, well, 95% of the time, it's what you do every day that determines your mind and your health. The stuck mindset may laugh and joke about their self-image or their circumstances. They're unwilling to confront their true feelings about it. They're defensive. One of the ways they handle this resistance is by laughing about it. I remember while I was going through my anxiety recovery, I went to my best friend and I showed him the coach that was helping me overcome my anxiety. And I showed him a video and he laughed at the video. He thought it was funny. And I'm like, what's so funny about this? And I thought, oh, he just has this barrier up. He's just bouncing like, a, like how the negative ends of a magnet repel off each other. He's just repelling this information like it's the plague. He hasn't. No interest in this path because, well, what a mountain to climb. It's like you look up at the mountain and you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. You kind of laugh at it. It's only when you get serious and you look at the steps up the mountain, that's where the real change starts to come in. You start to get serious about the little incremental steps and the outcome you want. The stuck mindset, in the end, misses the calls of change. What does that mean? It misses the calls. Well, someone tells you of a life-changing book. You don't pick it up. You don't read it. Someone talks about a life-changing diet. You do not register the info. It goes right over your head. Your body is stressed. It's sending you many uncomfortable sensations. You ignore and mask over those sensations with TV, alcohol, drugs, unwilling to accept the true emotions behind it. Carol Dweck who wrote the book Mindset, which I highly recommend. She talks about the developing mindset and the set mindset. That's what her book is about. So if you love this podcast, I highly recommend that book. She says, We like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who were born different than us. We don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. She also says, Becoming is better than being. This self-growth path was the only thing in my life I genuinely stuck to. I was a quitter my whole life. I always ignored the hard paths. I always ignored and ran away from the resistance. I stuck to this path because I wanted to be better than I was, desperately. And look where it got me. I'm here talking to thousands of people who are changing their lives. I'm here not suffering from anxiety, who has gone to an unbelievable place in my life. I couldn't even describe to you where I'm at compared to how I was six years ago. A year ago even, so much has changed. And it was just because I stuck to it. And I made growth my constant, rather... Than coping. Fall in love with the change process. And I guarantee you will once you actually see change within yourself. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you, everybody, so much. I am doing a QA episode coming up. So send me your questions. You can do that on YouTube. Uh, in the community tab on the channel, I posted a QA. Uh, description and uh, picture that there is a Q&A coming up. So under that, you can leave your question or you can go to unpluganxiety.com and ask me anything there. And I have already so many questions from you guys and I will get around to all of them. I will. Thank you so much for being here. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is now available at UnplugAnxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit UnplugAnxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.